I believe that you do need to bring people together and have live collaboration community discussions in order to really get people engaged. Welcome to Improv is No Joke podcast, where it's all about becoming a more effective communicator by embracing the principles of improvisation. I'm your host, Peter Margaritas, the self-proclaimed chief edutainment officer of my business, The Accidental Accountant. My goal is to provide you with thought-provoking interviews with business leaders so you can become an effective improviser, which will lead to building stronger relationships with clients, customers, colleagues, and even your family. So let's start the show. Welcome to episode 63, and today my guest is Bob Dean, who's the founder of Dean Learning and Talent Advisors. Bob works at the intersection of learning and development, talent management, and facilitated collaboration. Building on experience as a chief learning officer and a global talent management leader, Bob consults with companies on how to accelerate behavior change and business results from investments in people. Bob uses an innovative collaboration approach in working with clients to drive optimum results from business change projects. Bob is working as a practitioner consultant using Think Tank, a collaboration as a service software company. By providing a collaborative structure to the way people work together, Think Tank enables leaders to transform business processes and create a culture of collaboration, innovation, and engagement. Bob serves as a collaboration experience designer and facilitator, delivering both face-to-face and virtual sessions for Think Tank partners and other clients. Our conversation is framed around Think Tank, collaboration, and an article that we wrote titled, The New CPE, Collaborative Learning Experiences. Before we get to the interview, I'd like to talk about Listen, Learn, and Earn. I have partnered with the Maryland Association of CPAs and the Business Learning Institute to bring an exciting new learning opportunity for accounting professionals to earn CPE credits. You can earn up to one self-study CPE credit for each completed podcast episode purchased for only $29 through the Maryland Association of CPAs and the Business Learning Institute self-study website. The podcast episodes are mobile-friendly. Open your browser on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. Go to the MACPA BLI self-study account and listen to an episode. Take the review and final exam while you're working out or after listening to an episode on your commute to and from work. It's that easy. While all selected Improv No Joke podcasts are available on my website, only those purchased through the MACPA BLI self-study website are eligible for CPE self-study credit. You can get the detailed instructions by visiting my website at petermargaritas.com and clicking on the graphic, Listen, Learn, and Earn, Improv is No Joke podcast on the homepage. I hope you enjoy this exciting and flexible way of earning CPE credit. Okay, now let's get to the interview with Bob Dean. Hey, Bob, I greatly appreciate you taking time out to be on my podcast again, second time. So thank you so very much. Oh, it's my pleasure, Peter. I'm looking forward to it. And we always have good conversation. Yes, we do. You were in episode 31. And a few weeks ago, we were having you were sharing a story with me. 
that related back to an article that we co-authored, a white paper in 2012 titled The New CPE, Collaborative Learning Experiences. And I thought it would be great for our audience to hear the story that you shared because it's, it's quite frankly, pretty amazing. Yeah, sure. I, when we wrote the article, uh, I was really focused on my use of Think Tank as a collaboration tool. And I saw great potential for using it for learning and development, virtual learning and development. And that was five years ago. And since then, as you know, I've done a lot of virtual classroom sessions using Think Tank, highly interactive and in a way that is more engaging than anything I've seen on any other platform. But now I've recently had an opportunity to truly facilitate a collaboration learning community with over 100 people virtually. Wow. And, and before we, we get into the crux of the story, can you explain or describe what Think Tank is? Yeah, Think Tank is a 25-year-old collaboration software that is very unique in that it was born out of research at a university. The research was on collaboration. And the faculty doing the research found that there were some critical success factors to great collaboration. And one of them was anonymity. And so they looked around and said, well, there's nothing out here now that allows us to do anonymous collaboration. They built Think Tank. They took it to market. And it's being used by a number of large companies globally. And I've been using it myself in my consulting business for the last six years. I had purchased a license and was using it and, and not as familiar uh, with Think Tank as you are, but I've got a working knowledge of it. And, and I have been touting the, the power of it as a collaborative learning platform. And I people still give me that kind of Scooby-Doo. What, what can you describe this to me? So I've told them to go back and listen to episode 31. We talk about that as well as I'm pointing them to this episode to talk about you, 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 you had a virtual collaboration with over 100 people. Yes. Yes. And it was for 90 minutes. How, okay. So how did you do that? I mean, I, I've got a headache just thinking about trying to do something like that. Well, it wasn't that much different, Pete, from if you had a conference in a ballroom at a hotel and you had a speaker who perhaps laid out some provocative ideas and questions for the group in the first 20 minutes. And then they went off to breakout rooms. Now with a hundred people in a hotel, you would need, you'd probably need 10 breakout rooms, right? And you'd have to move people and hope that they made it there on time and have a facilitator and try to record what they were doing and then report back, right? We've all seen that model, right? You've right, seen that. Right. Well, basically we did the equivalent of that virtually. We, we had a, a keynote up front for about 15 or 20 minutes. We, the participants all listened to that, and there were slides, a few slides. They could type in questions if they had questions about the slides and the content. And then once that was finished, we then took them into 10 virtual breakouts. And these were people that were already in communities, if you will. They knew what community they were a part of. The communities were all listed in Think Tank in an activity, one activity. 
and everybody followed instructions, went into the right community and think tank by clicking on it, and then went into the conference call breakout by using their conference line. And obviously, to get everybody in the right place in with 100 people, you, you needed it to be almost perfect, Pete, because you didn't want a bunch of people saying, I can't, I can't get into my community. What's wrong? Right. So you had to rehearse it. You had to give good instructions. And then if you fit with fingers crossed, everybody <laughs> got in the right place. And there were facilitators in each of the virtual breakouts that then went another 40 minutes with community discussion and use of think tank to record ideas and questions. So no flip charts needed because we recorded everything in flip and think tank. So let me think about this. So you got them in the breakout rooms and were you facilitating this yourself or did you have somebody helping you? Each community. So again, imagine 10 communities with 10 people each. That's a hundred people, right? Yeah, right. Each community had a designated leader. Okay. And we had had a call with the community leaders a few days before to walk them through what their role would be with their group of 10 and what they would need to do in Think Tank to get their participants to record their ideas and use Think Tank effectively. And again, it would be akin to having, if you had five flip charts in a breakout room and people were supposed to write their ideas on different flip charts, it's basically the same thing, except they were in a Think Tank activity and they recorded their ideas in Think Tank. But they were also able to talk. So there was a combination of verbal discussion and recording of ideas and think tank. So the demographics of this group of, of 100, they were not in one location. They were spread out through the United States or even around the world. We had people at 100 desktops in 100 locations. In 100 locations. So they're all coming together to, and I assume after the keynote was done, when they got into the breakout sessions, were were these sessions pre-populated with questions that you wanted the participants to answer? Yeah, that's a great question. We The design of Think Tank had every breakout was, was pre-populated with several questions, and each breakout had the same questions. So you'll find this interesting. As the overall facilitator, once I had them in the breakouts, I was felt like an air traffic controller here. <laughs> I could actually go and look in on every breakout just by clicking on Think Tank. And I could actually see if they were working and if they were engaged. And when I could go in there and see that all 10 had activity going on, it was really exciting. Was it the same activity in all 10 groups, or did each of them have a, a specific activity? Yeah, for this session, they all did the same activity. They all had the same questions they were answering, right? And so if you can imagine, the facilitator says, all right, click on the qu question number three, and I'd like you to take two minutes to answer the question. So everybody's typing, all 10 people are typing and answering the question. And then he then picked out a few responses that he or she wanted to drill down on. And because in Think Tank, you can not only have an anonymity, but you can also turn on name tags if you want to. We had the name tags on so, you know, they could see the ideas and say, hi, Jim, 
you have a really interesting idea. Would you speak about it to the group? And that was all going on in the virtual conference call breakout rooms. So all this information is being captured. Now, when they're, when someone's speaking on, on the conference call, is that information being recorded as well, typed into Think Tank? You know, it, you can record it, as you know. Any These sophisticated conference call lines can record. But you know how that is. I don't know that anybody's ever going to go back and listen to those recordings. All right. So, so some of that information may not be caught in, in this if, if, if somebody's not scribing it in. But so you've got 10 people. And, and, and how many questions did they have to answer? They, uh, they answered three questions. Three so questions. they just moved from one to the next. We guided by their facilitator. And, you know, one of the... Again, this is all new. We've now done two of these, one two consecutive months in a row with a hundred people. And again, we did this four times, so we're talking three to four hundred people in four sessions. Wow! You know, I have to say, we probably found out that we don't have enough time in the breakouts because when we get the feedback at the end, the biggest comment is need more time in breakouts. Really. Oh yeah. So what started out being ninety minutes should it should actually be two hours. So that extra thirty minutes would, would would be a game changer as well. Yeah, you know, you can relate to this. You've been in breakout rooms where somebody comes to the door and says, "You have five minutes to finish up." Yeah. <laughs> and right. if you're in a really good group, you're like, "Well, we're not we're not close to being done yet." It's like, "Sorry, you got five minutes, and we're reconvening." That same that same dynamic happened in Think Tank virtually, and. You know, we could tell by, I as the air traffic controller could tell that <laughs> some groups were not getting finished with all the questions. Interesting. I, I like how you're using the air traffic controller um, analogy, because I do believe, isn't your son an air traffic controller? Yeah, he, he passed through the FAA Academy, and I know a lot about that because <laughs> of that. And you can see all the planes converging on your airport, right? Well, in this case, I can see all the breakout rooms imagine you've led big groups like that. Can you imagine if you could sit in front of 10 monitors and see what's going on in every breakout room? Yeah, that would be way cool. I had that. I basically had that ability. I just was only seeing what they were writing down, but I could sure tell whether they were engaged in the topic or not. Yeah, and that's the one thing about about Think Tank uh, to the audience is the fact that everybody participates. You get everybody's thought, it, it, whether even from a name tag, but but especially when, when they're quote-unquote invisible, nobody can tell who it is. The, the amount of information that can be captured on Think Tank far exceeds what we could do in a live classroom. Yeah, it was uh, amazing. And, and you, again, I... I don't want to make it sound like this was just taking what you might do in a conference and breakouts and putting it online because we can do a lot more. But one of the things that was interesting is once we returned from the breakouts and we were all back on the main conference line, we took people into another activity. And you know how when you come back from breakouts and you go back to your tables, uh, oftentimes you, you want people to report out to the main group. Right. Well, we, we did that reporting out in Think Tank as well. We had the community leaders answer a question about, you know, what were the biggest takeaways for your group? And they just typed them all in. And then we had the participants answer a different question about, you know, what what was what what help do they need in the 
overall learning solution in order to keep up the momentum. So we had different groups working on different questions. And then when it was all done, we debriefed it all in the main room. That's outstanding. I mean, when you were sharing this story with me a few weeks ago, I was I was mesmerized, quite frankly, uh, of what you were able to do with such a large group. Because when when I was introduced to Think Tank by you, I, this number keeps sticking in my head. You really don't want to think anything over 25 people in there. And when you told me you had over 100 and you facilitate over 400 in a day, that just blew me away. Yeah, well, you know, I I think think tanks come a long way in the last six years I've been using it. And you're right. I would have been uh, very leery of doing this many people. Uh, but one of the things about think tank, and you know this from using WebEx and GoToMeeting and things, when you have a presenter with 100 slides, not only is that a problem for engagement, but with some platforms, it may cause a performance problem in the platform. So with this Think Tank session, we only had about seven or eight slides. And because of that, having 100 people online was not a problem. It's, it's the slides that can really kind of weigh down the performance of any uh, virtual meeting or learning platform. Yeah, correct. Um, yeah, we, we tend to be a little bit too slide heavy. Uh, where we should be, you know, take the Abraham Lincoln approach where less is more and have more engagement and whether it's a virtual classroom or a, a live classroom. You know, so I have to give credit to my client because they're the ones that really pushed this and said, we, we want to do 150 people. And, you know, failure is okay. If it, if it doesn't work, we'll learn something. And, we ended up with 100 because you couldn't get everybody there, but it was uh, incredibly successful. I, I really, I, I can't say I had any problems at all. The biggest lesson learned, Pete, was I had a co-leader. I was leading all the think tank facilitation, and then I had a, a co-leader who handled all of the conference call line logistics. I'm glad I didn't have to do both. Yeah, that that, that would have been a lot. So you, you said some of the feedback was we didn't have enough time in the in the breakouts. What were some of the other feedback that the participants were giving you about this experience? Well, they they just really enjoyed having to be being able to have a meeting with their community team and being able to do it virtually. You know, and not have to get on any airplanes, which they knew they wouldn't have been able to do, and being able to do it where everyone got away from their work and spent 90 minutes together. And it was the first time of what could end up being monthly sessions. So there was a lot of excitement about how well it worked. But I'll tell you another um, insight I had, Peter, was the demographics of this group was all basically people probably between 27 and 30 years old. Okay. There were no there were no baby I was the only baby boomer <laughs> in the thing. And they were they were all millennials and quite frankly I don't, I haven't done a session where I had all millennials. And it was almost like think tank was just intuitively obvious to them. And nobody ended up getting lost, nobody went into the wrong place. They just they know how to click around and they follow instructions, and if they make a mistake, they find their way back to the right place. Wow. 
Yeah, because I, I know when we, I've tried to do some things back in the day with, with Think Tank with a baby boomer group, but it seems like we spent too much time just on the logistics and how to get in and stuff versus into the meat of it. And I can, I can only assume that this group of 27 to 30 year olds uh, were really engaged and really embraced this type of platform. Oh yeah, there's no doubt they were very engaged. And and I, and I think about this from a from from a big because you you got a very large client, and like you said, nobody had to get on a plane, nobody had to travel, nobody had to be away, nobody had hotel rooms. So I would I would assume that the cost of the platform is less than whatever it would have cost to bring everybody together at a location to do the exact same exercise. Oh yeah, in this case. The client has a very cost-efficient license, and they're able to use it almost like if they were using their own office conference rooms, something like that. But again, we got people all over the country from different parts of the world on this. That We had some people from Europe. We had people from Latin America, Canada. So it was truly a, a, a global session. Uh, that's, that's cool. So and, and at, the end, at the end of the day, at the end of the session, they're walking away because you're you're providing them a report from everything that was transcribed in, in these breakout sessions, in, in the keynote, in the main session. They're getting that document, correct? Yeah, the client, of course, really values having the document because they are wanting to analyze all the input on those questions, and the participants can also access it as well. Because this learning initiative has a, a learning environment where they can go to access content and other resources for the whole two-year journey they're on. So in thinking about this and thinking about our conversation, I mean, you see so many uh, applications for Think Tank within an organization, and you were discussing uh, about using Think Tank as an onboarding process. Yes. I mean, you and I, when we wrote the article, we immediately envisioned that a collaborative learning community, the whole concept of learning through collaboration could be used with onboarding because there's a famous book called The First 90 Days, which was written about 20 years ago. And it basically suggests that if you're onboarding new hires or experienced hires, and you don't get them fully onboarded and everything they need to know, people they need to meet, resources they need to find and know where they are, things they need to learn about the company like policies and procedures and core values. You not only can't cover all that in a one-day new hire orientation session, but even if you could, they never remember it all. Right. So to be able to have a 90-day collaboration community and think tank where people, let's say over a 90-day period, you might have five scheduled collaboration sessions of two hours each. And then you might have some other time where there were asynchronous resources in Think Tank that you could go in and look, look at. This, to me, is a breakthrough in terms of thinking about a 90-day onboarding process. And we really envisioned that in our article. And now I feel like... Uh, if I could find a client that wants to do it, I'm, I feel like I'm really ready. So it, because it's critical to get somebody 
on board and acclimated within those first 90 days because if you don't, the probability of them leaving the organization dramatically increases, correct? Absolutely. Um, and not only that, but they'll start, they, they may even coming to work every day, they may not be as confident as they would if they learned everything they need to know in that first 90 days. And we can all relate to that, Peter, because we've all had different jobs and we've all been through a poor onboarding experience and maybe a pretty good one. But most companies have trouble with this because they, they try to fix the problem of onboarding new hires with a two-day workshop. Right. And that, that, that doesn't stick. There's got to be some follow-up after that. Uh, you just, just can't cut them loose. Uh, but a lot of times they do. We two, uh, day workshop, two hour workshop, whatever. And okay, now go to work. I mean, I have had experience with this at another large client. You, I've told you this story where we, we had knowledge networks established and they were in SharePoint and we basically created a new hire network in SharePoint. And after a two-day workshop, we, we basically gave people the link to their next 88 days, and they were going to be in, in the uh, New Hire Network. But, but that was all asynchronous. And although I think it was very interesting and there was a lot of good interaction, I believe that you do need to bring people together and have live collaboration community discussions in order to really get people engaged. And I remember we were talking about this when we wrote this article. That was back in the day when we thought uh, U.S. Gap and IFRS were going to merge into one, and and that didn't happen. But as I think about that and using Think Tank to create this collaboration vehicle, I think it's critical right now. I think Think Tank would be... A, a, a very valuable tool for companies to use in trying to deal with this new revenue recognition principle. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you and I have talked about this a lot. Um, the the model for uh, technical training on a new issue in 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 the within the accounting firms and in the accounting profession that model hasn't really changed for sixty years. And it's get a guru to give an update whether they do it in a classroom or whether they do it in a virtual classroom. And they're giving the update on the new issue right at the beginning of the process. And at the time people attend that, number one, they may not be needing to implement the issue for another six months. So the the training is not just in time. And secondly, at that point that a new issue is being released, there's very little experience in implementing it. So what really would be valuable is, let's say, on revenue recognition, a 12-month collaboration community experience where people came back once a month and they shared experiences they were having with implementation. And this could even be done in breakouts by using, let's say, company size breakouts or industry breakouts. So if you are getting a if you were getting a plenary session from Pete Margaritas for 30 minutes, and then he said, let's break into 10 industry breakouts now. You all know what industry you're in. And if you go to the right breakout, you're going to probably get a lot more value out of this than if you go to the wrong breakout. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, this would be a great tool for ASCPA to put it into the learning platform to do something like that. I, I love that idea. 
Yeah, I don't, and I don't want to make people think this is all about the platform, right? This is think tank is an enabler, but without really good facilitation and really a lot of confidence going in that this is going to work, then the the platform itself is not going to have any magic to it without a great facilitation team. Correct, and. and- that goes to that same that would go into a, a live classroom, but I, I think when I when I look at the two side by side, and I go, if I've got a live group here, I may not get everybody's thoughts or ideas. I may just get a few, but think tank has the ability to get all the ideas uh, from from people from everybody in that group, uh, which makes it a much more richer experience for uh, from a learning perspective. Um, than just getting responses maybe from two or three three people in a live audience. Yeah, as you know, if we had revenue recognition as a topic, and the first thing we did with a group of people who'd read the new uh, pronouncement and had begun to think about implementation, if we asked them, what are your questions? And we just had them type in questions one at a time, one at a, question after question. We then can take all those questions and we can cluster them into themes or buckets and within a matter of five or ten minutes you've got hundreds of questions clustered into seven or eight buckets and you could never do that in a classroom no no and and with with any speed or accuracy or it would just yeah that would be too to some degree too much but yeah you can do that you can you can design the course the content and develop a course as you are conducting the class. It's almost like doing the class on improv. Uh, or using, you, know, you you tell me where you want this to go. You give me the questions. And then we're going to take that and build the rest of the day, the rest of the two hours around that so we can answer your questions. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, I, I've always felt, and again, the th- same thing applies to onboarding. You know, Within the first 30 days, you're in a new company and you have colleagues that you met in a new hire orientation program. You're all going your own way. You're all walking different halls. You're all meeting with different customers. You're all using your computer in different ways. And you could all share your your learnings and share your questions. And when you do that, number one, there's a sigh of relief from people thinking, Wow, I'm glad I'm not the only one who didn't <laughs> who hasn't figured that one out. And then there's also a sigh of relief thinking, I just learned seven things here today that will help make my life easier the rest of the week. Right. Right. It's just it's amazing that this stuff is not happening and we read about problems with onboarding programs all the time. It may be one of the the most deep dark secrets in learning and development teams in the, all companies is it's hard to get onboarding right, really hard. And it's so critical, but it is so hard to do that. That that's that's correct. What what other application do you see Think Tank being used in, or or, or, or do you have something coming up that you're developing for a client that you'd like to share? Well, I I really believe in the power of it for virtual classroom. And uh, I, again, just similar to what you said earlier, I originally thought, well, I'm going to do a virtual classroom session. As you know, I do a writing course that is uh, a very, very, very good course that was I actually developed with a colleague 
15 years ago, and we did it for the classroom. But now we're doing it with Think Tank. And that course initially, I might have said, well, 25 participants is the most we can do. But now I believe we could do 75 in a in a in a skill building course. And if you think about that, again, you rarely would see that in a face-to-face environment. And people want it because they'd like to scale courses to as many people as possible. But as you know, when you do that, there's no interactivity. If you get 75 people in a ballroom, there's no interactivity to speak of. Right. And and Bob, um, let me just say, it's not a very, very, very good course. It's an outstanding course. Uh, I took the pilot uh, uh, with Bob and a group. And I, I, I have a, a writing course that I, I teach to the live audience. This thing blew it, blew me away into the interactivity, to the skill building. Everybody's doing it. It's a, it's a wonderful course. And I think all companies should ha- should be using that course, quite frankly, because that's one of the major issues most companies have is the ability for people to be able to write effectively. Yeah, it's, it's huge. It's a huge issue. And we'll be pushing this out more in the in the coming year. I, actually, I'm glad you asked me this question, though, because there is another thing I would like to do. And now that I am confident in these think tank virtual breakouts, I should try this. I developed a presentation skills model over 15 years ago, and it's called the three S's of successful presentations. I have delivered that course face-to-face in many companies when I was chief learning officer and global head of learning. And I have tried it on Think Tank. But when I did it, I had a small group. You know, I had seven or eight people. And it was virtual. But now I think I could probably run that course for 50 people or or 100 people. And what I would put them into breakouts to do, and this would take longer than, you know, 40 minutes, it might take two hours, would be to practice their presentation skills that they've just learned. So go into the breakouts and present to each other, if you will, get feedback in the breakout on how you did, and then come back to the main room and ask questions. And now that you've asked me this question, I think I'm going to start working on this <laughs> next. I'm going to start working on this next month because I basically have the course and it's just, it's just a matter of designing the virtual breakouts. Yeah. So I have to ask, what are the three S's? Structure, substance, and style. I'm writing those down. <laughs> yeah, I developed this based on my experience. I have a, a kind of a guru in each of those three areas that I've looked to as inspiration for presentation skills for many years. And I just, I blended them all together. Nice, nice. I, I, well, when you do get this uh, course up and running, I'd like to, I'd like to sit in on the pilot. Well, the other thing we could do, you and I went through an improv course together. Maybe we could figure out how to get our improv, virtual improv course off the ground and have people go into breakouts to practice. Yeah, I know. I, I, I think about that often and, and, and how to get that thing up and running and interactive. And, and now that's, you know, I, I, I will put some more thought to it over the next, I, I'm getting ready to go on uh, vacation. And while I'm on vacation, I'll put some thought to it because that's when I get to do some thinking. Kind of a, a, as a wrap up, any last words that you want to 
impart onto our audience about this virtual collaboration? Yeah, I think I've been a big believer in the power of virtual collaboration communities ever since I first started using Think Tank seven years ago. And then you and I met Tom Hood, and Tom has a point of view around learning from collaboration that is very compelling. He basically says, in a world where change is happening faster and faster every week, we have to learn faster. And the way we learn faster will be learning through collaboration. It's going to be faster than learning from experience. And I think that's a very true statement. Because when people learn from experience, they do have some rich learnings, but they have a tough time sharing them with other people. And with Think Tank, we could learn from experience of like, in the case of that revenue recognition, learn from implementation experiences, but share them and ask questions about them and and have a whole group go away more excited about what they're going to do next because of collaboration. So I think. I feel like this is much nearer reality. And I guess the thing that's good right now is when people went into this think tank session with 100 people and they went into virtual breakout groups, it didn't feel that radical because we have done that in hotel ballrooms. Hmm. That's, that's very interesting. Uh, yeah, and I, I agree wholeheartedly with, with what Tom Hood said about the way we need to learn through collaboration versus experience. And I, I, I'm, I'm aligned with you on this, Bob, that I, I, think, I think the platform of Think Tank versus WebEx and some of these others leads us down into that true collaborative community. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this continues to develop because like when we wrote that paper five years ago, yeah, it it seemed to be almost, you know, kind of far-fetched at the time, but it came true awful quick. Yeah. And for those listening to this, Peter, that are worried about getting CPE, (laughs) there, there is a way to turn on name tags and think tank and have people do an interaction every 20 minutes so we can tell if they're present. So if that's a big deal, you can combine collaborative learning communities with CPE compliance. It's it's possible in Think Tank. Yes, it is possible. Uh, and, and I guess the key here is turning the name tags on versus, because there's there's no back reporting that uh, well, everybody logged in, but uh, you don't know when people do log off during the session, do you? It's not. It's not in the report, is it? No, you really can't 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 tell. So, you know, but but again, in a room full of hundred people, you have trouble telling if two people walked out of the room too. Right. So the name tags are are critical in in that in in order from a compliance aspect. Well, well Bob, I, I appreciate you taking time I, I uh, to share this information to share this discovery uh, with my audience. And if somebody wants to get in contact with you, how can they find you? Well, you can finally find me first by searching on LinkedIn for Bob Dean, but also um, you can email me at Robert H. Dean, one word, at Comcast.net. Robert H. Dean at Comcast.net. And Bob's located in the Chicago area. And I will leave the conversation by 
saying uh, saying Bob's two favorite words: "Go Cubs." Yep, we got a couple months to get back to where we need to be for the World Series this year. Yeah, Bob's Bob's a big Cub fan, and uh, he actually goes to a lot of the games. He's going to the Cubs uh, Cardinals game tomorrow at three. So I, I wish the Cubs luck. I, I my my Reds are so far out of it. It's it's just not even worth even cheering for them. But uh, I, I like to see the lovable Cubs get back to uh, get back to the World Series again. Yep. It'll be another great fall if they do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks again, Bob. I appreciate it. Okay. Thanks, Pete. I would like to thank Bob again for being a guest today and sharing his thoughts on his recent experiences with virtual collaboration and the power of Think Tank. I have partnered with the Maryland Association of CPAs and the Business Learning Institute to bring an exciting new learning opportunity for accounting professionals to earn CPE credits. You can earn up to one self-study CPE credit for each completed podcast episode purchased for only $29 through the Maryland Association of CPAs and the Business Learning Institute self-study website. The podcast episodes are mobile-friendly. Open your browser on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. Go to the MACPA BLI self-study account and listen to an episode. Take the review and final exam while you're working out or after listening to an episode on your commute to and from work. It's that easy. While all selected Improv No Joke podcasts are available on my website, only those purchased through the MACPA BLI self-study website are eligible for CPE self-study credit. You can get the detailed instructions by visiting my website at petermargaritas.com and clicking on the graphic, Listen, Learn, and Earn. Improv is No Joke podcast on the homepage. I hope you enjoy this exciting and flexible way of earning CPE credit. Remember, you can subscribe to my podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you'd like to purchase a personalized signed copy of my book, Improv is No Joke, using improvisation to create positive results in leadership and in life for $14.99 and the shipping is free, go to my website and you'll see the available now graphic on my homepage. Just click and go to the shopping cart. In addition, you can download Improv is No Joke audiobook for $14.99 so you can listen on the go. You can follow me on social media. You can find me on Facebook by searching The Accidental Accountant. My Twitter handle is at pmargaritas. You can connect with me on LinkedIn by searching my entire name and on Instagram by searching pmargaritas. In episode 64, I interview Chris Shire, who is the founder of two companies, Madison and Fifth, a marketing agency, and Join My Table, a new platform for prepaid group dining created to encourage community and increase our time spent in real-world conversation. Thank you again for listening, and I would greatly appreciate it if you'd leave a review on iTunes. Remember, use the principles of improvisation to help you better connect and communicate with those in your organization. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.